Welcome fellow adventurers to the tale of the Tavern Burners. This short recap will fill you in on everything that has occurred between the first session pre-stream to episode 3 the Tavern Burners. We welcome you to Nerds at Table 20. Our journey began, as so many do, in a small portside tavern. A hooded drow stood at the bar attempting to go about his business, was beset upon by the patrons of the bar, unhappy at the fact that one of his kind were there. The confrontation escalated, drawing the attention of the other nearby adventurers both in and out of the tavern. In walked a dark-skinned Asama, that, upon seeing the carnage, decided to unleash a torrent of fire energy, catching the surrounds on fire. This act drew the attention of some of the authority that barged in, unleashed a spell, and the next thing our adventurers knew, they were waking together in a prison cell. Some tense introductions were made. Asherane, or Ash, an elven druid on the road to adventure. Eninor, El, an elven rogue out to take out the world. Andromeda, Ro, the Aesimar, sorcerer with a very dark past. Voth, a Triton Barbarian, discovering his link to a family destiny. And not Dave, a drow, a fighter, running from his own actions. Adventurers were soon led out of prison to the Golden Chain Mercenary Company, a guild of mercenaries that everyone for some reason or another was trying to find. They were granted an audience with Juos Sabado, the leader of this guild, who offered them a choice. Perform a measly entry-level assignment and join the Golden Chain Mercenary Company, or go back to prison. A decision for the former was made, a contract was signed, and the new band of adventurers was set out to rid the poorer area of Port Damali from a band of invading goblins. Upon investigation, it was found that the attacking goblins had only just raided the area, and an object was found, a palm-sized crystal depicting the moon. In the hands of Ash, it started to guide the party out into the forest towards the entry of a shallow cave. Upon socketing the orb into the roof of this cave, the cave opened and entry was found, where a labyrinth of tricky rooms and traps left our adventurers feeling turned around. They made their way through, eventually finding a large temple carved into the ground infested with goblins and led by a large orc. The battle ensued, nearly costing them dearly, but they were victorious. Before them, a visage of the Moonweaver appeared to thank the party for their efforts on freeing her temple. She granted them the use of her Moon Orb, and allowing them to use a portal to go wherever they needed to go, 
to save them having to make a journey. A majority of the group travelled in the portal back to the Golden Chain Mercenary Company, but upon arriving they realised that Ro hadn't come through with them. The party minus Ro returned to Sabato triumphant and were led underground to become members of the guild. During the ceremony of getting the golden symbol cut and melted into their skin, Els started to have some reservations and this uneasy feeling, but continued on. The party now official members of the Golden Chain Mercenary Company. After some much needed rest, a second contract was picked up an escort mission to transport a crate from Port Damali to Port Zoom. The journey went fairly uneventful, bar being attacked by some sort of fish people out at sea. The inquisitive eyes of the party couldn't help themselves but look into the box they were transporting, only to find an old book. A book that not Dave and Voth decided would be a good idea to start reading. The book detailed the existence of an ancient floating city that has long fallen into ruin and has been lost to time. Strange tattoos started appearing on their bodies not too long after reading this book. They made their way into Port Zoon and ventured towards the rendezvous location, only to find their contacts dead and a sprung trap. A rival band of, band of mercenaries led by Lady Derival introduced themselves as the Myriad and gave our party an offer. Hand over the crate and they will be left alive with the potential to work with the Myriad later. Voth answered this simply by throwing the crate that he was carrying with the book inside at Lady Derival's head, instigating a battle. Sensing she was losing, Lady Derival made her escape, not before threatening the party with the full force of the Myriad. And as the battle quietened, a large force of people from the town were seen rushing towards the party, mob style, forcing our party out into the forest and into the dead of night. It was decided that the party must head back to Port Damali, to the Golden Chain Mercenary Company, to gain answers about what had happened. A long trek back began when they stumbled across Ro. Who appeared on the road in front of them. During this time, Ro had portaled back to Darkto, the pirate island from her past. It was here she met with the Pirate King, a purple tiefling named Kingsley. Attention was definitely felt as old wounds were resurfaced, but a trust, a trust was formed once again, and Ro was positioned on his flagship. Life returned to some sense of what it once was for Ro. That was until one night aboard the ship, the visage of the Moonweaver appeared to her once again detailing that her new friends needed her for the coming trials that they were to face. Agreeing, Ro was portaled away and spat onto the road in front of the party moving forwards.
After a time on the road, they came across a travelling vendor of animals. A squirrel, an eagle and an egg were purchased and a deal was struck to travel with the vendor for some time. That night, the party was set upon by the myriad. Although quickly dispatched, the vendor was unfortunately killed and his bodyguards departed to go on their own ways. The road continued until it oddly took a different form, transitioning into a swampy landscape. A spectral crow led them towards a clearing set up as a campsite with a forest doorway ahead. A voice on the wind told the party to rest as the trials would begin in the morning. Venturing into the doorway, a vast labyrinth was revealed. Many wrong turns and chases with stone golems led the party to an underground research facility. An image of a beholder laid on the ground and a trap that was sprung revealing an undead ogre. The threat was dispatched and a riddle was gifted hinting to the exit location of the labyrinth itself. Finally, after many, many hours, the exit was found and led to a great throne room depicting the stagnant battle between the Kryn dynasty and the Dwendalian Empire. A diatrol came rocketing through the roof and a deadly battle to the death against this champion ensued. After downing many of the party more than once, the troll was finally put down and the swamp hag that had led them here revealed herself in the form of the king and the bright queen. She gifted them a large dodecahedron called an aspect of reality and sent them back onto the road just outside the small town of Phelan. party entered into Phelan, a small town divided in two by a river. The nearest tavern was located, rooms rented, drink had and a night's rest started. Sleep was more than welcome for everyone in the party after the events of the previous few weeks, but it was short-lived as the myri myriad once again sprung a trap and everyone found themselves at knife point by a member of the myriad. Individual battles broke out resulting in the trademark burning of surrounding infrastructure and the quick demise of the threat. Luckily for the tavern, the owner had access to water magic and put the spreading fires out. With the rooms they rented now soaked in water and blood, smelling of burnt wood and bodies, the tavern burners contemplate their next move and what their future may hold. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Nerds at Table 20. You can catch the podcast on Spotify and Anchor. For all the latest updates, join the Nat 20 community on all socials at Nerds at Table 20. Until next time, adventurers, stay safe and look out for each other.